Hey guys, welcome back. If you're catching this on the replay, let me go ahead and say thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I do hope to catch you on the live sometime so I can get to know your face, get to know who you are, and interact with you in the live broadcast. So I hope to see you soon. Uh, welcome, welcome to those coming in. Um, if those of the, you that those of you that have been with me before, it's been a long day, y'all. I'm telling you, hey sis, hey, how's it going? Um, it's been a long day, so let me try and get through this thing without mixing up my words. You know how you get to a point where you're just tired and you're like, God, give me the grace tonight and the strength. So tonight's lesson, tonight's lesson, level up. We're talking about the five keys to, to the next spiritual level. Um, those of you that have been with me before, welcome back. If it's your first time, make sure you click the three little dots down there. Give me a follow. Go ahead and share out the broadcast. Show the people out there some love. It may be something tonight. Um, that somebody may be waiting on a word to hear. You just never know how it may impact somebody. So it doesn't cost anything to hit that share button and tell everybody tornadoes in the building. Also, if it's your first time joining me and you're saying, well, who are you? I go by the name Tornado and I come in Monday through Friday 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time to educate and inform from a faith-based perspective, to help encourage the healing of the mind, body, and spirit that may have been damaged by abuse-related traumas. If it's your first time and you're not familiar with my story, go back and check out some of my older scopes. Um, learn a little bit more, you know, about my story of overcoming and coming through rape, molestation, um, various types of um, scenarios I found myself caught up in and how, um, which I talk about in my book, how I came out on the other side, walking in faith and breaking that stronghold of abuse. Hey, Karen, glad to see you. Hey, Chewy, I know he's running around over there somewhere and I'm going to go back and catch your replay. I didn't get a chance to catch it um, earlier, Karen, but I'm definitely going to go back and check it out. Oh, thanks, sister-in-law. You know, I had something different, but then I said, since we're talking about, you know, that spiritual level tonight, maybe we would go with a little stars, you know, and um, glistening up their ambiance. So, you know, that's how it came to be. There's Miriam coming in the building. Glad to see all my regular familiar faces coming in. Um, I've been working late this week, um, had a meeting prior to this. So again, excuse me for being late. I broke the internet again and had over 2,000 viewers. Yeah, I saw it was on the vegan Parmesan cheese, which um, Parm is one of my favorite things. So I don't doubt it, Karen. I'm definitely going to go back and check out that replay and heart you up on that, sis. So let's get into tonight's lesson. Um, so I won't hold you guys too long tonight. We're talking about leveling up the five keys to, to that next spiritual level. So we're going to start for those of you that like to follow along with me um, with the word, because, you know, we always bring it from a faith-based perspective. We're looking at Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Very powerful portion of scripture there, right? So saying whatever God starts, and you know, we've talked about many times how he already knows us, you know, he, he knows the plan that's ahead. Uh, we're just waiting to find out what that plan is, but whatever he starts within us is it, going to be finished. So at some point we have to decide um, and realize that it's time to 
move to that next level. And a lot of things can come on along the way and convince us that we're not worthy of moving to that next level or make us fearful to make that to take that next step and move up, right? So, you know, as the world, the world is constantly changing around us, you know, which affects our lives, you know, spiritually, emotionally, you know, the, the people that we surround ourselves with, they start, you know, to change and fluctuate in and out. And depending on what kind of connection, hey, Sandra, glad to see you. There's my other uh, favorite person. Um, hope you had a wonderful day too, sis. I was thinking about you earlier. So, you know, as people tend to fluctuate in and out of our lives and depending on what type of connection we have with them, you know, they can come in and affect change in our life. Sometimes good, you know, uh, uh, sometimes not the outcome that we would like to have by inviting them, you know, into our life. But God is constantly shifting us. You know, that's the most important thing. You know, we can't look at mankind. We have to look at the shifts that God's wanting to make within our lives. Amen. So uh, the, what he tends to do, he's constantly shifting us from assignment to assignment, from, you know, level to level, you know, our levels of influence and authority, like Karen was saying, you know, when Karen first started out, she may have had two viewers, you know, she may have had 10 viewers, but she was saying from her broadcast today, God has shifted her into another level um, of, of influence and authority. You know, she's saying that she had 2000 viewers. So we always teased her and say she broke the internet. Internet. So, and as I talked on a few nights ago, we, we can't look at anything as being too small, whether you grow by five, whether you, you know, you grow by 20, whatever amount it is, we look at that and say, man, you took me from here. Now you, you brought me up to this level. So now it's time to, for me to prepare myself and condition myself to step into that next level, right? He takes us, God takes us from opportunity to opportunity. Again, sometimes we get so comfortable. We get acclimated. Hey, Mel, glad to see you. Long time no see, sis. Um, you know, we get acclimated. Um, in those comfort zones, uh, and we don't like to move, you know, an opportunity will present itself, and we're like, well, you know, I've been on this job, you know, for about. 20 years, you know, I got my pension set, my 401k, you know, I, I really don't think it's time for me to move, you know, but God has his, you know, feet and his hands in the back saying, but I have an assignment for you over at this place. I need you to come out of that comfort zone and move over here. Season to season, you know, he, he shifts us from season to season to say, okay, you, you've been through the fall, you've been through the winter, now I'm going to take you into the spring, and then soon summer's coming, so we go through different seasons, you you know, it's the same as with the weather change in our, change in our life. And um, now it's like we can't tell what season it is. You know, one minute it's 250,000 degrees outside. Then the next minute you walk outside and the little kids run around in the middle of summer building snowmen. So you, you just can't tell. So in our lives, if you think about it from that, from a certain standpoint, are that same way. One minute the sun is shining, everything is beautiful. And then a phone call, you know, in just an instant can shift your current weather forecast, the outlook that you're seeing and take you from having that bright sunny day, you know, till it seems like, you know, the storm clouds are just raging, you know, in your life. So as with 
Uh, you know, when he's taking us from season to season like that, we have to prepare ourselves because God is constantly shifting us. We have to remember just as everything, you know, the universe, just as the way the screen is in motion behind me, we are constantly meant to be in motion. He keeps shifting. And, and what we must be mindful of is when it's time to let go and move up to that next level, because often we're holding on for dear life. Hey, Sister Regina, glad to see you. Powerful woman of God there. Make sure you you guys give her a good strong follow um we have to be willing to let go sometimes we're holding on so tight you know till our knuckles are hurting you know if you have nails you know they're starting to dig in and you're like man i was holding that thing really tight if you've ever ridden a scary roller coaster and you come off you know and you're like man i can see nail prints because you were just holding on so tight and we tend to do that and not want to let go especially of people when we don't realize that those people have ran that season and we're just trying to do everything to make it work and to hold on to that relationship. But sometimes that season has, has advanced and we have to say, thank you, God, for the conditioning that I received from them, but it's time for them to go. And not saying that you depart from them, you know, in a bad way, but the, the season's just over. Um, you may, you know, be experiencing changes, you know, through your life right now. I know mine is moving at a level to where I'm constantly like, oh my goodness, look at God, you know, look how he's moving me, you know, through this. But um, you have to realize as you're experiencing these changes, you know, he's preparing to use each of us in different ways with the intention for us to glorify his name at all. That's another side key that I should have put in there. Anything that we do, we need to ensure that it glorifies his name, not to give man credit for it, not to give ourselves credit for it, but to say, look at how my God worked. And very important um, for me to put that in there. You know, we have to be confident and know that God has already given us everything that we need. We just have to find that same strength, you know, and, and count on his strength and his grace that he's already given us to say, you know what? I do have everything that I need to move on forward. I do have everything that I need. Like, you know, for those of you that caught my sister-in-law's testimony to go back, you know, and, and take that GED. Okay, so what? Yeah, I'm 30, but I have everything that I need. God has given me a purpose to go back and make this thing happen. What he started in her life, he has a plan to finish. So now that uh, uh, my sister girl over there is in action, God is like, right on. I got you the rest of the way. I just need you to stay in action and keep moving. Amen. You know, so then Oh, oh, the next step, once you get to that realization, hey, Waters, what's going on? Glad to see you. Uh, H2O in the building in here, keeping things nice and liquid, so we'll just keep it flowing on. Um, when it comes, you have to be stand firm and say, you know what? I'm ready, God. The same way when you're on that scary, you know, roller coaster ride that we talked about, and you look over and the people will say, you ready? Are you ready? And you you have to be that same way to say, okay, I'm ready, God. Take me to that next level. But first I want to put in, and I actually had these kind of in the middle, 
But I want to go ahead and talk about right now while you're preparing. And he knows, hey, Waters, glad to see you. I love you, sis. Um, there's some roadblocks that we need to clear out. Even though some of these, once we start advancing to that next level or come up, while we're in that preparing stage, when we start to feel that shift, because we can all feel, I know I can, you know, feel it. And, and so when you start to feel, man, God's about to do something big. He's about to shift me. If you can look ahead, you know, it'd be great. Like, what's the app now? that'll tell you, you know, there's a tire ahead in the road. There's a roadblock ahead. Remain obedient. Exactly, sister. Um, that app, I can't think of the name of it. I believe it's the Waze app. That's what it is. But it'll tell you, um, okay, there's a there's three car accident. There's a tree down across the road, you know, ahead of time. So these, these roadblocks that I'm going to run through before we get into the keys are things that we, if you're struggling with them now, go ahead and start clearing that out the way. Not saying that they won't come back up because, you know, once we start to advance, man, what do they say? New levels, new devils, right? So if you have any lack of spirit, spiritual hunger, welcome from Pakistan. If you have any lack of spiritual hunger, you want to be filled, overflowing with the desire for, for God that releases heaven's fullness to start overflowing into your life. You can't be spiritually negligent. You can't be lacking in any form. So if that's a roadblock, if you got any doubt anywhere when you start feeling that shift or you're having that argument with them that I had where I'm like, no, I'm kind of comfortable right now. I just need to stay where I'm at, God. And he's like, but it's time. It's time. You know, and it's so sweet. He never yells. He just says, it's time. You know, in the sweetest voice that you hear within the spirit. Some of y'all out there have heard that same that same voice, you know. If you have that roadblock of la uh, laziness, that's got to come on out the way. You, you can't sit and be idle. And a lot of, you know, I see a lot of people get stuck behind that roadblock. Well, you know, I haven't received, I'm not sure what my calling, I'm not sure, you know, what my purpose is, what he wants me to do. So I'm just going to sit here. And as I've taught on before, that's the time when you move into servitude, when you put yourself in the servitude mode. Okay. How can I help somebody else until I walk into my own? And by doing that, you're only setting up and paving the way and making it a whole lot smoother for yourself. Put yourself into servitude and figure out, okay, how can I help somebody else in the meantime, right? Unpack baggage. If you can't, if you didn't catch that scope where I came in and I was just weighed down and covered with a whole bunch of unnecessary baggage, if you carrying baggage from 20 years ago, if you carrying, you know, daddy issues, mama issues, um, you know, shame, blame, guilt, whatever baggage you're holding on to, you're gonna have to lighten the load. Cause you know, when you're trying to go uphill, if you got 500 pounds on your back. You're going to get tired and you're going to start to slip back. And sometimes you just say, you know what? This load is too heavy. I, I can't carry this. So what that's telling you is if you feel that way down, you got to let something go. So maybe, hey, thanks for the super hearts. Thank you. Thank you. And what that's telling you is maybe it's time to sit down and do inventory and start checking things off. This needs to go. Yep. Let me just go ahead. 
and forgive this person, this person, get that weight off my shoulders. Let me go ahead and just start checking it off, shedding that stuff off, making your load lighter so you can advance on to that next level because you don't want to get all the way up to the top and then just find yourself just slowly sliding back down because that baggage is pulling you back. It'll happen. I'm telling you, I've been there, done it, done wrote the book on it. Check it out. Uh, I'm telling you, it happens. Fear of change. You start to see things changing and I know growing up, you know, with a lot of older people, as things would start to change, and I just don't, you know, like this. Back when I was growing up, you know, things were this way. You know, and the millennials now, I have to say, they get a bad rap. You know, they really do. And because people see the changes that are happening, they see the things that they're doing, it, but they see the level that they're doing it at. Uh, amazing. You look and you're like, you started a company from your living room and you did what? What you calling this company now that you started from your dorm room that, that that's connecting all of these people? And you, you know, you know what I'm saying? So you t instead of saying, man, look how they doing, you tend to fear the change. You don't like the change. And instead of giving them the credit to say, man, look how they're doing things, that jealousy creeps up to say, man. Man, it's easier to be, to try and be grouchy, you know, and surly and salty than to just say, man, I wish I would have been, you know, had this technology and all of this stuff back in my day. But you know what? Good job, young man. And that's what we do find. Um you know, with certain age groups, you know, they look at the millennials and, and they just have that angry look. And a lot of that angry look and that anger is just plain and simple jealousy, whether some will admit to it or not. But once you start unpacking it, that's all it is. Uh, unfruitful relationships, another roadblock. You know, you have, as we talked about the seasons, sometimes some of those leaves are going to come off, let them blow on away. The branches will still be there. They'll grow new leaves, but just worry about and keep the roots that's holding you down and keeping you secure. So if you have any of those roadblocks in the way, go ahead and move those things out the way. So key number one, be convinced of the call without a doubt. As you guys have heard me say before, there is nothing that you can say or do to convince me otherwise. And that's a quick way to get people, uh, an easy way to get people to quit trying to change your mind on something. There is nothing you can do or say in the conversation. That's it. You can't convince me. When you have that type of conviction, you know 100% that God has said, this is what I want you to do. This is the level that I'm, that I see. Now I just need you to see it and be convinced of it. And once you grab hold to it, nobody can come along and take you from that. If you're like, no, mm -mm. I have a plan. I have a purpose. I've written my vision. Is Do you not see it? I've written it big enough so you can run by it 500 miles an hour and see it. Nothing is going to throw you off of that course. Amen. Right, Marilyn. So, you know, and if you aren't, when you aren't completely convinced that old devil will get in or that peanut gallery that I like to call them, they'll come in and you'll start to second guess. You'll start to waver. You, you'll be a little bit hesitant. Sometimes you get to the point where you just completely give up. Well, when the going gets tough, you lose focus and say, you know what? I'm just going to give up. So the first key is you need to have 100% conviction to not let anybody move you from where you're trying to go. And you know you have every bit of your being, every cell of your DNA is telling you this is God's 
purpose. This is God's will. This is what he has spoken into my heart. Therefore, I'm not budging from it, no matter what you do or say, and you stay with it. So you have full um, conviction of it. And you have to maintain that deep conviction, uh, especially during the rough times, because as, as we talked about, those stumbling blocks, you know, it's not always going to be smooth. And especially when you're trying to get to the, move into that next spiritual level, moving in accordance with God, doing his will, walking, you know, in that thing that we call purpose or, or that calling, they're going to come. So you, you have to be convinced, you know, and you can hashtag that no matter what, if you're up on Twitter, no matter what, I'm going to do this and you can even add me in it at tornado network hashtag no matter what you're going to do you and you know what that calling or purpose is right um and let's look at daniel 2 21 and he changes the times and the seasons he removes kings and raises up kings he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding powerful, powerful scripture, a, a good one to where, you know, you can keep right there on your phone or print off, you know, and keep it inside your purse. There's a lot of them that I keep inside my wallet. So every time I open it up, if I'm going to, you know, spend money frivolously or buy something that I ask that's a want instead of a need, you know, and I can look at it and be like, you know what, this could feed a few homeless people. This could, you know, buy a few cases of water. So I keep things in places, you know, to be already prepared for those roadblocks that come, right? You have to be ready. So that's a good one. Daniel 221 to keep it in your pocketbook, as my grandma used to say. So key number two, evaluate the past. A lot of us, you may be saying, well, Tora, I don't want to look at the past, baby. You got to, you got to go back and look at that thing because your path, is what's been building the way. Your past is what's been building the way. All them nights when you sat feeling lonely and depressed when you say, you know, and, and even, you know, use, I always use my own best example myself and say, God, all those years of molestation, why me? Why me? Now I know why me. I went through those things for a reason. That was my season to go through. There was a purpose behind all of it. So you have to look at that path, at the past and, and embrace that you have to be prepared to allow the past to propel you to that next level. Everything that you've been through, uh, you know, up to that point is what's preparing you, getting you ready, molding you, shaping you at times, breaking you and rebuilding you and, and you know, putting us back together to say, now she's ready. She stepped into this thing. She went back. She did the work. Now, Tora, you're ready. Now, Marilyn, you're ready. Now, Shane, you're ready. That's the way he he does it. And you know, without a doubt, without a hundred percent, 110% conviction, it's ready. And, and you've looked at them things that are past, but they're not holding you back. And you can't, don't, you don't discount. A lot of people want to discount and set aside the failures, the setbacks and disappointments, but those were foundational training grounds. That's your foundation. It's solid as a rock and it ain't going nowhere. And you built yourself up level by level. And God's steady saying, okay, Okay, now you got the base, you got that foundation, and, and you're able to stand on that, and, and you're able to show people and say, this is what I'm standing on. This is what I went through to move forward. So key number two, evaluating your past and see and seeing how it's tied in to that current calling, whatever it is that he's came, the new assignment, the new level, uh, the new opportunity, whatever it is that God is presenting, saying, how has my past propelled me to this? 
this? How has it prepared me for this? Don't discount that thing. Don't discount it. All right, key number three. Determine what adjustments and changes you'll need to make. Because, you know, when you, when you start taking a different route, you can't walk the same way. You can't walk and talk the same way. You got to start moving a little bit different to where people say, oh, something's different. What you doing a little something bit different with there, with yourself there, you know? Um, so you, and what you have to do, you prepare through prior experiences that God placed in your life. So once you realize that, that you're starting that elevation process and you're going to that new level, it's time to start saying, what are the specifics of this assignment? You know, so you can start adjusting and making the changes that you needed to make to get ready for that shift. You know, just like when they sending somebody into space, they just don't call them right now and be like, you know what? We're sending you into space in two hours. No, they go through a lot of conditioning, a lot of conditioning. You're just not going to pull somebody up that hasn't been on the NFL field for 20 years and say, you know what? We're going to need you playing the Super Bowl. Be here tomorrow. Mm -mm. You tap every ligament and bone in your body, right? Thank you, Marilyn. So you have to look at the specifics of that thing and see how you need to change it, tinker with it, and adjust it. And what you need to do within your own self inside is where most of that work is. I'm not talking about going out, let me just say, I'm not talking about going to get your nails done, you know, going to get your hair done, going to get you some eyelashes put on. No, no, no. We talking about what spiritual work and changes and specific do you need to make on the inside first? Fix the inside because we all know you can fix up a house on the outside and it can look like a million dollar home. And then you open that front door. Y'all remember that old movie, The Money Pit? It looked like a wonderful, hey, hey, thank you, Pastor Monique. It looked like a wonderful home to them. One of my favorite, one of the movies, if I really want a good laugh, I still laugh at that old movie. Y'all remember that, The Money Pit? And it looked like a wonderful home. And they get in it and the tub is falling through the ceiling. The oven door is shooting open and the turkey is flying across the room. And they had to completely gut that thing, you know, with all these goofy contractors coming in and out and start that thing over and rebuild it. They had to make the necessary adjustments to come out with the final finished product to get that house to the next level. So that's what we have to fix all of the stuff on the inside. Then after you get that fixed. Then you go and say, you know what? My nails looking a little bit shabby. Let me go out and get me a nice little manicure. As a matter of fact, um, if you're down by Shreveport, you can go get you some. I want to see a nice esthetician. Y'all can go see Pastor Monique. She can get you abrasion and everything else that you need to get yourself uh, right. As I say, put a little paint on the old barn when you're ready to step out uh, and show people all the spiritual goodness that you've elevated on the inside. Amen. So then number four, you have to commit to overcoming. As he moves you forward, the, the devils, of course, is going to want to pull you back. All the more devils that like to creep up, like we talked about the snakes last night, they're going to come slithering out, trying to wrap around you and keep sucking the life out of you, you know, and take you back. So you have to be committed to overcoming any obstacles that are going to come in the way. You know, when he starts to orchestrate, you know, the thoughts and feelings, you know, that are designed to hold us back, that doubt, you know, things to discourage us. You want to just go ahead and make a strong commitment. I'm in this thing to win it. And once, since you've already done the work and you know, uh, in that new assignment, um, 
He's saying, okay, I'm going to need you to get a little bit uncomfortable. I'm going to need you to get a little bit uncomfortable. Like the story that Zig Ziglar used to tell all the time about the man passing by and the dog sitting on the porch moaning. And he finally asked and the owner said, well, he's just laying on a nail. When it starts to hurt him enough, he'll get up and move, right? Um, so sometimes when it starts to hurt enough, we'll get up and move, sometimes some people you have to go over and actually put me like let me just take this nail from under you because i can't hear you sitting there moaning no more um hopefully that's not anybody within the ear sound of my voice here but you know with that new assignment uh, we have to be prepared to come out of that comfort zone, to be shaken up a little bit like the game boggle. When you put all the letters back in, you got to take that thing and shake it up and start making a whole new, th you know, a whole new set of words with it. You know, he's trying to stretch us, you know, like the old, remember the old stretch Armstrong things that they used to have. And, and during that stretching process, that's where more challenges, more experiences, things that we're not familiar with start to come up. So we have to be ready. But first, you know, we have have to make that commitment and say, I'm ready. I've told God that I'm ready. I've evaluated the past. I'm 299.999% sure that this was him that spoke to me and this is what he wants me to do. You know, I've made the necessary adjustments. So now I'm going to commit myself to overcoming any obstacles, any roadblocks, and, and I'm going to stay in it. And then number five, you have to have patience and realize that change is a process and not an event. It's a process that we go through. It would be nice if it was a simple event that we could just flip on, flip off, hop in, hop out, but it's a process that we may go through. And getting to that next level may take time. So, so I have to I wouldn't do you any justice if I didn't encourage you, you know, and say to be patient as you move into that new season. We can't try and run around uh, and take God's hand and start pushing it faster than he's wanting to move it. We can't try and change things for our, um, ourselves too quickly and rush ahead of his timing. I've done it before and things just did not work out in my favor. Not any of the 2,999,000 ,000 million gazillion times that I tried to do it. So if any of y'all have been successful at it, send me an email and let me know how y'all did it. Because anytime I've tried to rush them, it just didn't work out for me. Uh, so you got something special there if you, if you figured out the trick to it. You know, so for, so for this reason... Um, you know, he, he, we have to realize he works diligently, you know, deliberately and sometimes intentionally at a slower pace just to get us to that level, to be patient, continue gathering additional wisdom, con continue making any adjustments that we need to make before that final last stop on that elevation that he has us into. And we just have to keep in mind that his timing is always perfect. It's part of a grand plan that's for our life. Because as we started out, when we said about Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So just knowing that the plan is going to come through. We just have to be patient for that grand plan to unfold itself for our life and be ready for it. And that joy, everything that we've been searching for, everything that we, you know, we tried to use drugs to soothe. Every time we mistreated other people to try and soothe ourselves. Every time we felt we were overlooked for an opportunity. Uh, no matter what's 
situation it's been, you'll finally have everything that you were trying to use something fleshly and of this world to cover up. Those five keys there will help you along that journey to get to that next spiritual level. And then I'm going to throw in one more since it's Thursday. I like to call it Triumph Thursday. Number six, the bonus one, move ahead with bold faith. When God is shifting you from one level to the next, there just comes that time when it's just time to throw your hands up and say, I'm going to go for it. The same way when, when my sister-in-law and I went skydiving, it came to that last time. And the man said, once we get to this level, you got one or two choices. You either going to come out that plane with me. So I'm going to do a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And when it got to that level of elevation, when it was no more circling, when we leveled out at 14,000 feet and the man pushed that door open and he looked at me and he said, all I had to do at that point was say, go for it. Because I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna go back. Mm -mm. I wasn't gonna ride that plane back to the ground. It was just time to go for it. So at some point in your life, no, it may not be jumping out of a plane at fourteen thousand feet like sister in law and I did. But whatever it is, you have to move ahead in bold faith and go for it. Now, mind you, I prayed all the way to the ground until I completely hit the ground. And once I made it to the ground, I think I laid there for about three to five minutes, and I had never been so happy to lay in dirt and roll on the ground since my child as I was at that moment when I laid on that ground and just thankful to be back down in one piece. You know, that's the time when you take one foot and put it in front of the other. It may not be giant steps, but it, you know, it, you may be taking, you know, little baby steps. You may be doing the, you know, duck walk pattern with your feet. However you do it, as long as you move in one in front of the other and saying, you know what? God is the way of faith. God is faithful. And then you think back and remember Philippians 1 and 6. He is faithful to finish the work that he has begun in us and being confident of this very thing that who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's my message for you guys tonight. Um, and what I want to do tonight, you know, with everything and it's going on in the world. You know, it's a time now when, you know, people are, we're going through some serious spiritual warfare. And the one thing I always, you know, I'm always saying, you know, sometimes we, we just got to put a prayer out there and, and, and coming together. You know, with a bunch of saints, with a good, a lot of good, strong believers, with a prayer, right? Baby steps work. So what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to close this out, um, of this scope in a, in a prayer and hopefully, you know, just to, you know, putting it out there and, and to make, you know, and it's also telling me it's tugging on me when things like this come, you guys that have been with me before, you know, it's somebody out there that's struggling. I can never put, you know, my hand on who it is, but I am very obedient when God says, this is how I want you to do it. So when, as I finished up, you know, the lesson this afternoon and I got everything together and got all my notes and he said, I want you to do it and close it out and press the press. I ain't going to argue with now before I would have argued about it, but now I'm to the point, like I said, just be obedient. I think Marilyn said it earlier. If a lot more of us was obedient, you know, I think it would help get this world and this old crazy world right now. 
and in a lot better condition. Um, so, you know, Father God, it is once more and again um, that a few of us have come together with bowed heads and humble hearts. How we thank and praise you for that everlasting life, dear Father God, that you have given us by your wonderful grace and love. May we continue to grow day by day to be more like you, full of compassion and kindness. Dear Father God, saturate our hearts with your love so that we may love you more with every passing breath, every breath that you continue to grace us with day by day. Thank you, Father God, for your Holy Spirit, who is making us to be more like you, Lord Jesus. We want to reflect your grace and your beauty in our thoughts, in our words, and our deeds, Father God. Help us to bring our emotions under, under the control of your spirit, Father God. Help us to check our flesh, Father God, when we want things, and when we go to do things that are not of your will, Father God. Father, we ask that you take your little hands into our, your little hands, uh, take our little hands into, into your big hands, Father God. We ask that you continue to be that bridge for us over troubled waters. Root out any bad attitudes, foolish thoughts, or wrong motives that may start to formulate in our minds, Father God. Things that may which hinder our growth or infect our spiritual life. Father, help us to become more fruitful branches and bear much fruit that glorifies your name, Father God. Help us to grow in grace to increase our understanding of Jesus and develop a close and intimate relationship with you, Father God. To let us desire the will that we do. And I pray many, many more come to know your name and your greatness each and every passing day, Father God. Help us to change those negative words and intentionally transform those into ones that bring life no matter what challenges are placed before us. Words of faith, Father God. Words of strength. Words of courage, Father God. Success, confidence, trust, peace, happiness, and joy, Father God. Heavenly Father, we come to you today giving thanks, thanking you for keeping us, Father God. God, thanking you for protecting us, thanking you for your guidance and direction, thanking you for picking us up with your gentle hand when we, when we are at our lowest, Father God. You give us a portion of health and strength each and every morning. Thanking you, Father God, for letting us keep our hands on the winding chain, as the elders used to say, keeping our hands in the winding chain just one more time. Thank you for waking us up this morning, Father, still having the use of our limbs so that we might move and have being in your world. Thank you, Father God, for letting us open our eyes and see all of our loved ones one more time, Father God. Father, we also want to thank you for blessing us and blessing us so abundantly. Strengthen our minds, our body, and our spirit, Father God. When we become weary, that we may become refreshed. When we are worn, that we may become renewed, Father God. When we are broken, may we be restored. When we are fearful, may we become faithful. God us, Father God, to walk in complete confidence today, knowing that you are with us, Lord. We ask that you continue to be our mighty counselor. We ask that you be our rock in a weary land, Father God, because we know that you're the alpha and the omega, the first and the last. We ask that you give us a home somewhere in your kingdom where we may rest, rule, and abide with you, Father, now and forevermore. Let the saints say amen. Thank you, Father God. The oh. Have mercy. That's my message for you guys tonight. I'm going to simply close this out and say, until next time, walk good, do good, be good, be purposeful, be intentional, and I'll see you at that next level. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.